from the prophet Isaiah. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go and tell this people, Hear you indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and convert and be healed. Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. And I appreciate all of you who... Uh, support this broadcast, help make it happen each and every week. And those of you who are praying, um, couldn't do it without you. And I'm eternally grateful. It is my great privilege to do this uh, work. And I'm excited about our study for this morning, which is uh, the Gospel of Matthew chapter 13, which deals with the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. And so what we have here is a handful of parables that Jesus is going to tell, but he's going to tell all these mysteries in the form of parables for this very reason that is prophesied by Isaiah the prophet in Isaiah chapter 6. And that is that these mysteries weren't for everyone to understand. And that can be difficult uh, for us to conceive but that's exactly what he says. And he says to you, talking to his disciples, these mysteries have been revealed and been given, but to them it has not been. And of course, we have the great privilege of being able to look at these things in hindsight, right? We have the greatest access to the word of God ever known by humanity. And we get to see how Jesus explains each and every one of these parables. But to that generation, it was not so. And uh, so anyway, we're going to get into these. And the great news about these parables is that Jesus explains each one of them to his disciples. So there's no confusion here. There's no reason for us to be confused. No reason for us to be making up all kinds of strange doctrines it's all very clear. It's all right here. Jesus explains it all. So open up your hearts. I think this is an important chapter. And some of it is for that generation. And some of it is for us. Because Jesus very clearly says, This is about, this is about the end of the world. Alright. I'm going to read from the King James Bible this morning. Open up your hearts and let's see what the Word of God has to say for us. Let's begin. The Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 13. The same day went Jesus out of the house, and he sat by the seaside. And great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into his ship and sat. The whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, 
and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But the other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who has ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? And he answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath, to him shall it be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. Please note, this isn't talking about material things. Jesus isn't saying he who has, in a material sense, is going to be given more and have more, and he who has not is going to be you know, what the little he has is going to be taken away. It's not talking about substance. It's talking about the deep understandings of these mysteries. And that insight is given to us by God. Verse 13. Therefore, in other words, in light of the fact that to you these mysteries have been given, but to them it hasn't been. Therefore, verse 13, speak I to them in parables, because they seeing not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand. And seeing you shall see, and not perceive, for this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and I should underst- and understand with their hearts, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you, that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see the things which ye see and have not seen them, and to hear the things which you hear, and have not heard them. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. So please note, Jesus is saying you you are so blessed because there's been generations of righteous men and prophets, and they've longed to see the fulfillment of the things that you get to see and hear in your very... with your own ears and with your own eyes. And now he's going to give the full explanation of the parable of the sower that that he just uh, gave. Verse 19. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. But he that receives seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word, 
and anon with joy receive it. Yet he hath no root in himself, but dureth for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. We've seen, at least I've seen examples of this, especially in the last few years, right? As it gets a little more difficult to be a Christian, as hostility rises and and uh, you don't you know towards the one true faith. When you dare to speak truth in the world that we're living in today, what happens? You got to face cancellation. You got to face persecution. You got to face uh, issues with work, issues with family, and you find out who the real Christians are real quick when those things happen because. The ones who were not really sold out to the faith. Uh, they quickly wither away once the heat gets turned up, right? They're, they're, then suddenly they're offended by the gospel. They're offended by the kingdom of God because it's brought a little discomfort to their lives. Verse 22. He also that receives seed among the thorns, he is that heareth the word and the of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it becometh unfruitful so please know you have some of those people they believe but oh, they can't they can't risk uh, anything happening to their career and to their status and all of the cares of this world and the deceitfulness Jesus says of the riches causes them to to not bear any fruit right like we see that a lot in in our world today probably this is probably more common here in the western world this issue than than the others um, this is why you have pastors and teachers and people in prominent positions they believe in Christ uh, but they won't touch these topics because the cares of this world are, are causing them to be unfruitful. Verse 23. But he that received seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. Another parable put forth unto them, saying, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, did that not sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? And he said unto them, An enemy hath done this. And the servants said unto him, Will thou then that we go and gather them up? And he said, Nay, lest while you gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest I will gather, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles, and burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. Please note, Jesus is going to explain this here 
uh, in just a second, but I just want to do a quick note and say, this is the situation I think we find ourselves in today. The wheat and the tares have grown together. And it, the, the reason things continue to go the way they go is because, like Jesus is explaining here, you can't just go pull up the wheat before it's, to, before it's time to, for the fullness of the harvest because then you pull up the good fruit with it, right? You can't just... This is why the kingdoms of this world still stand, even though the world, they're ruled majority by wicked and evil people. But the day is coming when the harvest will be ready. And at that time, there'll be an uprooting and there'll be a separation. And Jesus is going to explain that here in a minute. Let me continue on. We have this mystery of the grain seed, mustard seed here. Another parable put forth he unto them, the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and he sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs. And becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air came and lodged in the branches thereof. So please note, this is something that we have witnessed over the last couple thousand years. The, this, this mustard seed was sown, if you will, during the time of Jesus and during the time of the book of Acts. And what has happened? This good news, the gospel has spread across the world. You would be hard-pressed to find a corner of the world where somebody hasn't heard the name of Jesus. It has grown like a, a, a small little thing has turned into this giant thing. That's what's being described here. And the other parable is like it. Verse 33, another parable spake unto them, The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. All these things spake Jesus unto the multitude in parables, and without a parable spake he not unto them. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open the mouth in parables, and I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. Then Jesus sent the multitude away, and he went into a house. The disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the terrors of the field. And he answered, and he said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the terrors are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. So please note, it doesn't get much more clear than that, right? You have a field, the sower, which is Jesus himself, sows good seed, but then the enemy, who is the devil, comes in and he sows tares right next to the good seed. And you really can't tell them apart because they look pretty similar, but then when it comes to fullness, you have one with fruit, and one is the weed. Jesus is saying, this is describing what will take place at the end of the world. Notice he doesn't say 
often he'll say the end of this age or the or this generation, right? Speaking to the people he's speaking to. But in this scenario, Jesus is saying this is describing the very end of the world. When the full harvest is ready, and he goes on to explain exactly what happens. The enemy that sowed them is the devil, and the harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. Verse 40. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in a fire, so shall it be in the end of the world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of the kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them to a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Please note, who inherits the world? The righteous, right? The wicked are the ones removed from this world and burned, is what he's describing. And the righteous inherit the earth. Verse 44, again the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field. The which a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy therefore goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth the field. Please note that's a picture of sacrificing everything for the one thing. I'm giving up my life for the kingdom of heaven because that is more precious than all the stuff that I own. Verse 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he hath found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a net that was cast into the sea and gathered every kind, which when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just. And shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus saith unto them, Have you understood all these things? And they say unto him, Yea, Lord. Then said he unto them, Therefore every single scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven, is like unto a man that is a householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasures things new and old. Please note, we're almost done. I think that last sentence there, talking about how a scribe brings forth good things old and new, uh, I look at it like the new things that Jesus is teaching and explaining are really just simply revealing old truths. Right? And those old truths are a foreshadow of the new thing, but it's really all the one thing. It's just being brought to light. The truth hasn't changed, it's just been revealed. A few more verses here. Verse 53. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed thence. And when he was coming to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence has this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? 
and his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? And they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. For those of you who have done any type of ministry work at all, you know the reality of the prophet is not without honor except for in his own hometown. And I am all too familiar with that expression and that feeling. The, the people who embrace you are the people who don't know you, didn't grow up with you. They're the ones that embrace the truth of what you're saying. And the ones who do know you and grew up with you and they're members of your own household, they see you as just a simple person, not that special, not that great. And therefore, sometimes, often, they're either offended by what you're doing. Like, how dare you? Aren't you just so-and-so? This is just the reality of the situation. Jesus, even Jesus, even the Son of God experienced these things in his own hometown. All right. That is the podcast for this morning. It's one of my favorites, these parables of the kingdom. It just really makes, it just brings clarity to this situation. The, I believe that the harvest is near. And by near, I don't, I mean, maybe tomorrow, but maybe 20 years from now or whatever. But I could see that we're getting close. And there's going to be a great separation. There's going to be a great separation. And the righteous are going to inherit the earth. And the wicked are going to be separated. And they're going to be bound like tares, like weeds sown among wheat, thrown into fire, and the good fruit will be gathered into his barn. I pray you've been blessed this morning, strengthened and encouraged by the word of God. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.